Hello and welcome to Tara Reads. I'm Lil, I don't have a clue what I'm doing, and this is my co-host Stevie, who has a vague clue of what they're doing. And together we're exploring every aspect we can about a different tarot card each week. We're talking the history, the meanings, the designs for every single card as in-depth as we're possibly able to for people who don't really know what they're doing. Does, do, do we ever know? Do I ever know what <laughs> I love I'm the doing? The dog erupting and barking in the background like this. This chaos is. Um, oh God! Can you hear exactly? Him? <laughs> this is the very much the mood. <laughs> I'm like, Ollie, darling, shut up! <laughs> Mama's recording. <laughs> So today we are doing card number two, which is card number one, and this numerical system is going to mess me up until we get into the suits. So we're doing the magician yes. today. Cool. Can we have a quick a quick magician summary? We can. I was kind of <laughs> expecting you to want me to do some kind of like magical like transition music. I don't know, like... <laughs> um, insert magical transition music here. <laughs> Excellent. Hopefully um, future me will have her stuff together and be able to do that. <laughs> excellent. Cool. Um, yeah, so I guess if you want a kind of, yeah, a brief sum up of the magician, the magician card is very much this idea of promise. It is this sense of mastery. It, it's, a, you know, it's a step up from the fool. Um, you've moved from this kind of, this unstructured kind of wandering into mastery of skill, mastery of ability. Um, basically, someone who has gained mastery over their tools, over their sense of self, and um, basically come into their personal power and agency, really, is the magician, I would cool. say, anyway. In The Fool's Journey that we've been kind of talking about the past couple of weeks, so the fool would be the the complete innocence, the the birth and the the ultimate potential, or the limitless potential that comes from that. And then, from what I was reading anyway, of the the magician is then the next step on the fool's journey, which is yeah the mastery of physical tools and that mm. kind of stuff compared to the high priestess that comes next which is mm -hmm. the kind of more metaphysical tools yes yeah 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 I think. It's, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's that like the, the high priestess and the magician are kind of paired in that yeah magician, they're like two sides of the same coin yeah which is also weird because the magician is also the other face of the fool so i think it's this kind of this constant overlapping and changing of the different aspects of the self and the psyche um, because the magician is very much like, as you say, mastery of almost like, well, it is mastery of the physical. It is, it is also mastery of the metaphysical as well. But as you say, the high pre, like, it's that whole thing of like the feminine energy is the kind of the mystical and, you know, the kind of the magical and the physical energy comes from the male. But then, I mean, what is gender? Mm. Like, <laughs> Yeah. What is gender anyway? But, uh, yeah, I remember doing some research for The Magician and there was one website where it was, like, um, 
it was talking about this masculine feminine thing and it was like but you know not in these human maze of masculine feminine <laughs> okay so in the what way the rodent ways of masculine feminine like expand on that please because <laughs> the human ways of masculine and feminine are all over the place anyway and overlapping and so hmm? <laughs> mm, i yeah. don't I don't really understand what that means. As no, well. I don't either. Especially given the fact you sort of argue that gender is just very much a human construct anyway. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, but then maybe as a bunch of queers, we're not <laughs> we're not uh, eligible to speak on it. I don't know. Maybe this is when the the straights go. What? I don't mean that. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe we should get one of them straights and we we need a, a hetero cis normative to to inform us on gender. It's fine. I've got a butterfly net. We can find one. <laughs> we'll go catch one. Mm. Oh my god, that sounds like such a good day out. <laughs> can you imagine? Found one. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so it's, it's it's having the tools at your disposal to get something done. Yeah, like, I think I think you can see the magician as ruling kind of over certain kind of key areas. So you can see the areas of influence the magician has being, I guess, work, social life, this sense of skill, but also this idea of, like, charisma as well is very much... Like showmanship and... Yeah, definitely. And kind of for both good or ill and I think we can we can talk about that a bit later because the magician again I think a bit similar to the fool has uh, like a flip side in terms of how it comes up in a reading um, mm-hmm. you know even it, though it's not reversed even if it's upright it can still have a negative connotation yeah I think so yeah I mean I would say so um, but it is it's that kind of that that like dual like charisma versus also trickery so it's a bit Mm -hmm. it's a bit shady so (laughs) the magician confuses me as a card for start it's number two and it's number one and that annoys the living hell out of me (laughs) I cannot categorize this secondly so nowadays the card seems to be called the magician Mm -hmm. and previously it seems to have also been called the juggler Mm mm-hmm is there a vague history of this card? Is what, is what happened here? How did how did how did it kind of go from being like the juggler to like the magician to, to very me? much the magician? Yeah. Well, I and f- then also there seems to be interpretations of the magician style in that there's like the magician, like a stage magician, like that trickery yeah. and all of this kind of stuff, and then like in the Rider Waite deck, the magician has you know cut pentacle sword wand. Yeah, like like an altar rather like a witch rather than yeah a magician as we would know in yeah common society. The ha ha, the ha. So I think yeah. So I think the the idea of the magician being the kind of as you say, like, the juggler goes back to the Marseille tradition, which is what, I mean, anyway, that's what I've read, that's what my research, anyway, that's what that says. 
Um, and this time I will actually have some links to actually give you. <laughs> Rather than Sorry, being like... give you some links. I gave you links, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, so... I can never pronounce this word. So in the Marseille tradition, the magician... Batelure? Batelure. Yep. Yeah. I, I did German at school, I didn't do French. And I didn't and do even French, then, and I'm like... <laughs> I can't speak German, so... I didn't really go to school, so... <laughs> you I mean... never tell. <laughs> Um, so, like, yeah, b- Battler, which I think, yeah, that conjures up this idea of, like, public amusers, someone who performs mm. tricks. It's that kind of, again, I think you see the kind of the root of the magician having this almost fool-esque quality within that image. Mm. Um, and, again, I think... I think... Maybe this harkens back a bit to you know how we've we've talked about how tarot cards in the past, in terms of how they develop, they kind of go from having almost more kind of ambiguous meanings to being slightly more positive. The old, like the newer they mm-hmm. become, so like the battleur, I think ties into more this idea of someone who is the trickster someone who has the charisma, the presence, someone who is skilled in what they do, but then there's almost that kind of connotation of the sleight of hand, the someone who can fool you, this idea of like the smoke and mirrors, you know, the man behind the curtain. Don't look at the man behind the curtain! Like, <laughs> that kind of idea. And then, like, it seems to be as the tarot has progressed, it moves more into this idea of someone who is, like who has this kind of sense of mastery and skill. Like you see how in, like, the fool, uh, the fool, the magician later on, you've got him, like, all the suits are in the cards, as you've said, almost arranged on, like, that kind of altar setup. So you've got, you know, your wands, your pentacles, your swords, you know, you've got everything kind of all laid out, and it kind of moves from this idea, I think, of being this kind of trickster figure, or this charismatic figure, to more someone who has kind of physical and spiritual mastery over themselves. But I think you can still read that kind of trickster sort of figure into the magician in kind of later connotations as well. Does that make any sense? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like... Um, similar to The Fool, there's such a flip in its um, like depiction across mm-hmm. different times of, you know, again, with The Fool it was very much jester-like, um, whereas then when you get to Rider Waite and the decks that came since then, I, there's this kind of romanticism and softness and... Um, innocence mm-hmm. put through it rather than the 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 jester performer yes. fool aspect to it as well okay no but no but I, I do i do i think you're right in that you know i think you're right in that sense you can see that progression you can see that change what i would really like to know at some point is when like when did that change start occurring like i'm i'm fully seeing it from the rider weight stuff onwards right I don't know. So when did the Rider Waite deck come out? Hold on, two seconds. Two seconds. Was it the seventh? Two seconds. Yeah, I feel like it. It wasn't that long ago, was it? Oh wait, no. Sixties. No, a lot earlier. Really? Um. So Pamela Coleman Smith, uh, 
So, the Rider Waite deck is came out nineteen ten, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of shot tarot into popularity. Right. But um, the the Swiss deck that I have was seems to be like reprinted and rebranded in the seventies, but it is based on a much earlier deck. Mm-hmm. Which I think, but I'm going to um, double check for next week about this because I need to do a little bit digger. But I think that um, the deck that it's based on is again f- from like the late 1800s, so only about 20 30 years between Rider Waite and the Swiss deck. Mm-hmm. The Marseille deck, I'm guessing. I mean, that's He's based much on older. an earlier one, yeah, from around the 1500s. Yeah. But again, I'm going to double check that for next week and we'll do a very quick yeah, here's timeline. when the decks came out timeline kind of thing that we can actually double check into. Oh, um, I could have actually. I don't know. Anyway, so, so up until then, so before the 1900s. It seems to be depict that the magician is depicted as like the juggler, and then as soon as Rider Waite's deck is published, it's as the magician. Like in a like, I would look at this image now and see it as like modern witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it it looks like an image of an altar with a cup, pentacle, sword. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so many decks draw their reference from the Rider Waite deck that Yes. And and then you get Crowley, obviously. Who just like sliding in from left field and messing things up for everybody, as he did very well. <laughs> I'm like, Woo <laughs> <laughs> Go Crowley. Go Crowley. Yeah, you because were interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um mm. Hmm. But mm. but interesting. Um, yeah, because like, especially, I think one of the reasons why I always equate the Rider Waite deck to like the seventies is because it was in the seventies that kind of Wicca, I think, you know, started kind of really gaining force. Or it might have even been when Wicca was actually established. It was. It seems to be around about that kind of sixties, seventies sort of time period. And like, when you look at the Magician card, I mean. I'm not a practicing Wiccan, but like you've got the. I know that, for example, the cup mm. is really important. The pentacle is really important. The athame, the knife or the sword, is really really important. So you're right. It's like it, it, it's like it encompasses all the magical tools which you know you have within that kind of tradition. And, and so also, so wait, actually looking at that time scale, then, so Wicca came about about mid fifties from my very quick Google there. <laughs> um... Interesting. Did it gain popularity in the 70s? Is that when it kind of became more... I imagine 60s, 70s, it probably... Right. Because it came out mid-50s, give it, you know, 10 years to get settled. Well, it would have coincided with, like, the the hippie movement and, like, all that. Yeah, goddess worship, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the Rider Waite deck came out 1910. So I'm imagining then, because Wicca draws so much from so many different things, that perhaps the Magician card was actually um, 
an influence for mm-hmm. Wicca and that modern witchcraft thing rather than the other way around. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I would say so. Um, so then the symbolism for the magician card isn't um, what we would call like magic tools. It isn't like witch tools. It is the other suits of the deck. Yes, yeah. And, I think and then it's... later on they've been picked yeah, up as I... witch tools from the suits rather than the other way around. I think so. And I think, I mean, I think there's also probably a bit of influence um, from uh, ceremonial magic traditions in there as well. But then, as we know, you know, as you say, the suits, they do, they come from, like, a time when the tarot was much more to do with, like, a playing card game rather Mm -hmm. than necessarily magical tools. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, rods, for example, gets reinterpreted, I guess, as wands, you know. Yeah, so it was previously, like, batons in French and Mm -hmm. similar magics. Yep. All the magics. (laughs) All them majigs. So, speaking of all the different decks, should we go through some of the symbolism from the most popular decks? (laughs) Yes, we can. The the, the it crowd mean girls of the decks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Okay, just really quickly, right away is Regina George, right? I want. I want to hear. I want to hear your analysis of why the Rider Waite deck is Regina George. Tell because me. Because one hundred. Okay, and Thoth. Yeah. Is Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Means well, but also what the hell is going on there? <laughs> Means well, but probably, yeah, has yeah has had some uh, issues in life. <laughs> um, the Marseille deck. Is the other one? <laughs> Damn it! What's her name? Um, I don't know, but she's the one who's I like. No, her father is the inventor of toaster strudel, and she's the one who thinks we should totally stab Caesar. <laughs> we did not totally stab Caesar. That one, and then uh, Katie is um, the Swiss deck. Not really in there, <laughs> but it kind of looks similar to some of them. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh my god, <laughs> Okay, yes. now we've established that, we can go to the actual designs. So let's do this in vaguely what we think is chronological order then. Uh, so first up we have the Marseille deck. The Marseille deck, um, it's described as le batelier, so the juggler. Uh, it's a kind of similar outfit to the fool's wearing. They've got... Um, that kind of uh, checkered pattern going on that you see in kind of um, word, insert word here. Like the kind of like mime, not mime, but like, no, no like Jester! That's Jester! It, yes. We did this last time! <laughs> <laughs> they have the kind of Jester-like outfit on. They're very much shown as an entertainer. They yep. have this huge big hat on as well. Um, so they hold it in the left hand wand, um, which is apparently meant to symbolize the primordial fire. And I'm like, how? But okay. 
um, uh, and he shows with his right hand, so his right hand is like gesturing towards the instruments on the table. Yeah. So he has a cup, which is meant to be a symbol of the water element. Um, yeah. But it, it also kind of looks like one of those cups that you put on top of the balls and move around the table. You know, when you're cupping balls, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, along with a cup, there is a, a knife, which is apparently a symbol of air and of courage. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, cool. And there's also dice, which apparently symbol the stability of the earth and the power of the will. And again, I'm like, how? I understand this is maybe a cultural thing from such a different time period, but I is it maybe like with I don't the... see those things and go, hmm, yes, of course. Those dice make me think of the stability of the earth and the power of the will. <laughs> I mean, are the dice... Um, are the dice supplementing the coins in that sense because coins there's definitely looks like there's coins on the table as well because i can understand the connection with will in the sense of because also the magician is very much about luck as well because again that's the side of skill so i can understand yes yeah i think dice dice are more like luck gambling yeah that kind of chance yeah makes me kind of think of that yeah more so then the the Swiss deck, the uh, I J J deck. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find a better way to refer to it because that just doesn't roll off the tongue very well. But it is really similar to the Marseille deck. So um, they very much look like they have a, a like a table as an entertainer. Yeah. They have the wand in their hand. They again appear to be gesturing towards the table. On the table, there's a box, which I don't think the original has. There's also um, a cup and there's two balls. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but the cup itself almost looks like um, Diablo. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It looks like one of them. Uh, so it looks like a performance trick cup. Yeah. Or or Diablo tool or something like that. I, I don't look at it and think cup. There's also no knife or sword that I can see. No, there isn't. Um, and no coins, either. No. So... Uh, and then next up we would have the Rider weight deck. Yeah. Which where is where... we have... It's just the symbolism just completely changes. Like, do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it, it, like... it totally seems to... So they appear to be in like a very ceremonial looking robe with a band around their forehead, almost like a crown. They have their... So the opposite hand up, their mm-hmm. right hand up with the wand in it, mm-hmm. the more phallically wand. <laughs> this took a real turn, this podcast, and I'm really sorry, but it is, all right? <laughs> um, well, I mean, it does have um, a tip. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm, yeah. And <laughs> on the table, we have a sword, a cup, a pentacle, and um, a baton-looking wand doesn't yeah. look like the one it's holding in a way. Um, but those are the suits in the Rider Waite deck. There's also kind of roses framing it and roses and lilies at the bottom. And I'm wondering if there's some symbolism there from the flowers, which is totally lost on me. Do you know what I mean? It's probably that sense of, again, achievement, growth. You know, it's it's all um, feckened around him. It's all like, do you know what I mean? Like, 
it's, it's everything's coming up roses. I think what's, <laughs> I think what's interesting as well because you've obviously got the infinity symbol above his head with that kind of figure oh of yeah eight. I told it's like huge and I totally forgot to say that but and I yeah, guess as that's... well as above so below because he's he's pointing up with the wand and then uh-huh. he's pointing to the floor with his other hand isn't he that's true yeah and he's not gesturing towards things on the table as the previous one was doing so the next one from the Rider Waite would be Crowley um, who but you're probably better at explaining this. I'll very quickly try and explain the image from a complete layman's point of view. Um, it's a cluster of... <laughs> as is all of the thought. There's a lot going on. Um, so they look almost like Hermes. Yeah. They um, are gesturing towards something... There is just symbols everywhere. There's like more phallic stuff going on. It's very Art Deco. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really like the Thoth deck, as you can probably tell. See, that's really interesting because the Thoth deck is like my favourite. I love oh, I'm the sorry. Thoth. <laughs> I'm personally offended. No, um,. Yeah, I think within the Thoth deck, you have, as you say, the sim- like the, the figure in it is very much, uh, I see it as Hermes, um, which links back to Hermes Trismegistus, I can never pronounce this, Trismegistus, who is the Obviously. figure, mm. <laughs> who is the figure within Hermeticism, and again, this, <laughs> your face, you just... <laughs> Ah yes, of course, another word. (laughs) But like the supreme, the the supreme figure of magic. Um, Okay. (laughs) So, um, and like, ah, words. What is what is trying to come to me? Yeah. So essentially, this he is the ultimate embodiment of magic within Hermeticism, Um, the ultimate master of magic, Um, and I think, like, I've got the image here. Hold on. You have an echo of the Rider Waite tarot kind of in his stance with the one hand raised, the other hand lowered. Again, it's that sense of as above, so below. So it's that equilibrium that's created through the balance of the opposites and the mastery of all the opposites. Um, Interestingly enough, Crowley's Magician is very much about this sense of communication as well as timing and tying it into the sense of what I guess you would call in Buddhism skillful means so again it's 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 all about the sense of mastery but it's knowing when and how to achieve that sense of mastery and that sense of balance okay that's very interesting I'm still looking at the card and thinking there's like 50 lines too many there is there, is there symbolism for the lines? Because they're just... <laughs> but I, I think I think the lines are kind of that sense of power or energy radiating okay. out of the card. Because if you think about it, it's almost like he's being lifted up into the air by all the energy that's kind of... Oh, okay. Cluster fucking around him, you know? <laughs> it's very that. <laughs> um... We should probably well. mention here that in our research for 
this episode. Uh, that some of the Thoth decks come with three magician cards. Um, sometimes two of them are called the Magus, and one of them is called the Magician. I yeah. think that's the right way around, or two magicians and one magus, I can't remember. Um, and some people use all three within their deck and have them represent um, different aspects of the magician mm-hmm. um, and almost kind of tied into the magician and the fool. Um, and then uh, so, and then some people just use the one. And we wondered why this was for a while and pondered. Um and I think it's that there's 78 cards in a tarot deck and it's easier to print 80 so they added two on just like most decks actually come with 80 cards because there's either um, jokers or like my rider weight one comes with one that says it's a rider weight deck <laughs> also comes with one that says, that has a bunch of information about Pamela Coleman Smith who designed the deck um, so I reckon it might be something like that like you get two of the rejected designs mm-hmm. along with it but I can totally see the having it as three aspects of the but card what, but what was the other thing you, you, that you read where it, it was about keeping the devil away which I thought sounded really oh yeah that somebody it, it was just like a, somebody saying that their gran had used them where they um, they had the deck and they would put one of the magicians facing in and one of the magicians on the other side facing in and it was meant to keep the devil out your cards or something like they were both protecting it by sandwiching it in between I think that's amazing <laughs> sorry <laughs> I derail this really quickly and I'm so sorry as you know, my tarot handbook is like my uh, my go to, especially because it, it focuses specifically on the Crowley tarot. Um, and I thought I would read something because you know, as as you say, it's you know the the, the magician card has so many images around it in the card. So, the magician is surrounded by ten tools, each of which is the magician's way of picking the appropriate tool or tools for communication that would best serve a particular context. One, the coin represents the ability to communicate in ways that can assist finances or practical endeavours. Two, the floating cherub, the lighted lantern, represents communication with Ad- uh, Ala- Aladdin's, it says Adaddin's here, that is not correct. Aladdin's lamp inspires or evokes the genie or genius within one's communication in nature. Three, the ibis or phoenix wand in the magician's hand is a symbol of being able to communicate from a philosophical, religious or spiritual base. Four, the arrow moving towards the winged eye of Horus represents direct and honest communication, which is well-timed. Oh my god, there's a lot. There is a lot, right? (laughs) So I'm not going to read all the rest because, like, it literally... There's a lot! Six hours later... (laughs) I just I the images are quite cool in the Thoth deck. I just feel like they're they're just too much sometimes. I think it's it definitely reflects the fact that for people starting out with the tarot, I would really not recommend picking up like the Thoth deck. And if you are going to like pick up the Thoth deck, I really would recommend a book which explains the symbolism because mm. It is so complex and in-depth. Yeah. 
it, the mind boggles, I think. I think that's it. why the Rider Rate deck does so well, because it is. It's nice and simple symbolism. Yeah. And it um, has. Um, has an individual picture for every single card in the deck. It's not just five of cups, here's five cups. It's five of cups, here's an image that relates to that, which I would not know because I don't know what the five of cups means. Probably something to do with love and abundance. It's cups in it. I don't know. Joy! <laughs> Family! <laughs> love! Cups! <laughs> I wanted to show you something, though. So oh, This won't be very uh, helpful in a podcast. <laughs> show me! What do you mean that people cannot see what I'm doing with their eyes? <laughs> so I dug out my very first tarot deck, um, which I had from the age of eight or nine, because that's, that's what my family are like. <laughs> Other kids got PS2, PS1, PS2 games, I got tarot cards, and I would never look back. It's from, um, it's from my dragon tarot, and... Um, I'm really sad, actually, because I recently recounted my cards and I've realised there's one missing. <gasps> so it's only got 77 cards in it, it's not got 78, and it actually devastates me that there's a card missing, because I have no idea where it is. Um, and this is why I really would recommend also keeping your tarot cards in a nice safe space where, you know, you don't lose them. But um, I really love, actually, the magician in the Dragon Tarot because... It encompasses, like, both of the ideas that the magician oh, has yeah. had historically. Because if you look, obviously he's got all the different tools, which, mm -hmm. you know, you find in, like, the Rider Waite card. But then he's also got the magician's curtain. Like, yeah. you know, like, the stage curtain. So it totally embodies that, um, that kind of both smoke and mirrors idea, but then also all the practical aspects. And um, it's just a beautifully for, made card, like... For um, visual purposes, if you would like to see the card, it will be over on Stevie's Instagram at some point. <laughs> Probably yes. when, this, when this podcast goes up, you could pop it up on your Instagram. I will, yeah, I will, I will pop it up, because actually, I've, I've missed these cards, and I'm, I am, I'm devastated that I've lost Aww. one. Um... But yeah, no, I love I love the magician in this deck, and I do. I think it really straddles, you know, both ideas <laughs> of <Sorry>. the magician. <laughs> Stop being naughty. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what I have to work with. <laughs> no idea what I gotta work with, Adam. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. As the sound of Stephen's eternal singleness resounds <laughs> through the universe. Okay, so if I was to essentially sum up, I guess, the keywords of the magician, um, I would say, for example, skill, mastery, employment, knowledge, um, new relationships, good luck, creativity, energy, self-confidence, charisma, um, and I think all these different things can be applied either to people that the card could potentially represent when they come up in the reading, or situations you could find yourself in. In terms of, I guess, if you have it reversed, 
I would say that words that would, I guess the key words would be things like treachery, treason, trickery, incompetency, illusion, lack of skill, mistakes, lost ambition, things like that. Yeah, it's still, it's just so much. <laughs> um, but remember, you always remember though that the cards, it is always built upon what comes around it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So depending on what other cards have appeared, will kind of suggest what avenue the magician is meaning. And I don't know why I'm starting to do the robot. But... <laughs> I'm trying to think of an easy way for me to remember it. Um, Think I, about I, it. It is very much that the um, the stage magician kind of thing. Think about it? it from yeah. Think about it from a performance angle. Yeah. Someone who is an actor, someone who can create realities, can you know skillfully relay a monologue, can they enrapture have their props, you. They have their, their yeah yeah. Um, you know, like you and I both know when we've been in the presence of an amazing actor and how much they can transform... Daily when I look in the mirror, babe. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I'm leaving. <laughs> no. Um, but, you, but I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, no, but I'm so sorry. I keep, I keep spiralling. No, no, no. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like when you, when you, when you've, when you've seen someone perform and they have such skill to essentially manipulate everything around them to create this amazing performance. That is the magician, right there. Okay. Yeah. So they. Um, so it's it's the center stage, the spotlight. Yeah. Um, having all of the props, tools, or magicians' tricks to to wow your audience. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the what's going on behind the scenes part of that as well. Of what's yeah. What are you not seeing? Um, how are you being deceived? And perfect. Yes. Okay. Yay. I think no. I I think that no. I but I think I think that really wonderfully sums it up. And you, with that as well, you've got all their their confidence and creativity and stuff that goes into that performance. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I guess the the flip side of that is also then the the incompetency, incompetent. Yeah. Incompetency, yeah, and uh, the the, the loss of creativity or the mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, cool, interesting. So, say the magician wants to turn up next to another card. Yeah, when you're reading those two cards together, would you say that the magician would possibly represent somebody in your life, or would it, or is it going to just completely depend on? What cards are I, th I think it completely depends on the situation because I think there is a very much a subjective element of the magician in, in the sense of it often very much points to the self. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but then at the same time, in a lot of circles, the magician does represent 
this sense of a very charismatic young man. Like, quite often if the magician card comes up, it's the sense of you might have um, a male figure or a masculine figure coming into your life that will potentially wow you, will potentially blow you away. But um, be careful, because they could also be deceiving you rather than... Yeah, exactly. Impressing you. Yeah, exactly. What are they trying to achieve? What are they trying to gain, mm -hmm. you know, through their relationship with you? Mm. We have descended into chaos today. Which um, I do feel, by the way, is also very magician, because it's very, oh. you know, magic-y and trickery and all that jazz. I'm not sure if the amount of innuendos and not safe for work tangents we've gone on today is related to the magician. <laughs> um, I feel like there's other cards in the deck that it could have been more fitting. The devil. Lost. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Something like that. So, that's the magician. I am going to work on this uh, journal spread and hopefully that'll help solidify something so I can remember these freaking cards and then by the time that we've done the entire Major Arcana I am going to design my um, Fool's Journey poster or Fool's Journey whatever that is a nice, quick, easy summary and I'm so actually exciting. tempted to do it for each suit as well just in case but yeah Next time we're going to move on to the third card, which is the second, and I re oh my god, <laughs> which is the flip side of the magician, the other side of the coin, the high priestess. I really hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you've got any questions or feedback, you can leave a comment under the video. Really, really, hopefully you'll be able to subscribe to this on like Apple Podcasts and those kind of places. That would be amazing. Um, and yeah. Next week, um, the Widdishon's Yarn next episode will be out, and then the week after that will be uh, the next Tarot Reads one. Yeah, if you would like to find us on our social medias, mine is at Cult. that's B-U-J-O-C-U-L-T, and it will be linked or mentioned down below. And Stevie's is at Restless House. That's restless, R-E-S-T-L-E-S-S-H-A-U-S -S 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 in the German spelling of house. Do you like how I spelt that out even though I'm not very good with words and dyslexic stuff? Very like say, I yeah. uh, read some letters in the right order. You did it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that will be linked or whatever below. Um, so yeah, cool. Awesome. I have spiralled out of control in this episode and I'm very sorry and I'm going to attempt to rein it in for the next time to be more focused. But I love you, bye! Bye! <laughs>